welcome to the Seeing Deep podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we are focusing on how to think biblically. Last week, we discussed how to examine our thoughts and learn to think critically and biblically, but now today we're looking at how to protect our belief system. Our belief system is affected by mindsets that pull us away from God's thoughts, and our belief system is lulled away by degrees when we acquiesce to the world system rather than a biblical worldview. Protecting our belief system is necessary in order for us to faithfully uphold the Word of God and to be able to represent Jesus and His Word to a lost world that needs to know Him, not just a religion. The scripture for today's episode is taken from Jude 1, verse 3. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Friends, faith is a fight. Upholding God's truth will shape our belief system, and we must protect what we believe or we will not be able to think biblically. This will lead us to error in a mixed-up belief system and broken mindsets. So if we do not protect our belief system, we will be led astray and possibly lead others astray as well. So number one, we protect our belief system when we are prepared to do so, and do so in a manner consistent with Scripture. We are not adequately prepared to protect our belief system when we don't study God's Word and understand why we believe what we believe as informed by Scripture itself. We never arrive and are never fully prepared, but this humbles us and causes us to seek God and His thoughts and His Word and not rely on self when we are confronted by others. So how do we protect our beliefs in the face of suffering? Humbly, with the goal of winning souls, not being right. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Our goal is to lead people to Jesus through repentance. If we cannot clearly communicate what we believe and do so humbly, we could turn people away from Christ rather than toward Him. 2 Timothy 2, 24 and 25 says, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. It is difficult to be kind to others when they attack us, right? But we must remove self from the equation. What we believe is not about us, and we cannot take attacks personally. Being offended will not lead others to Christ. I'll tell you, you can encounter this a lot in the church, too. People will come against you, and you want to be able to give a reason for what you believe. And sometimes we have to speak a firm word. You know, it's not just all nicey-nicey, but it's kind. It's kind to speak a good word aptly. Being the salt and light to the world would require sharing things that are hard for people to accept, but Jesus was also a stumbling block to those who did not choose to believe. Being gracious, truth with grace, wins hearts so much more than arguing with people. Sometimes asking questions rather than just sharing what we know helps us to see what it is people really need to hear and what their stumbling blocks are. Colossians 4 verses 5 and 6 says, Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. 
Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So let's be prepared, friends, the best we know how. The good news is the Holy Spirit will also give us what we need to share. Number two, we protect our belief system when we base it on God's truth, not the world's idea of truth. In 2 Timothy 4, Paul instructs Timothy how to handle those who no longer want to hear the truth. As Christians, we must uphold truth, but how we uphold truth must have the goal of salvation, not winning an argument. But it must also be without compromising the Word of God. We will not be popular for such a stance, I can testify to this, but neither was Jesus or the prophets of old who spoke the truth in love and grace. We should not seek to please man but God. Paul's key words in this exhortation to Timothy are patience as we teach others and to be sober-minded. So often people can tear down one another in accordance with their views, but there's a way to reason together from the scriptures rather than our own point of view. You see, scripture is our basis, not me or the other person. 2 Timothy 4 verses 1 through 5 says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Don't we see this today? And will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. I've said it on here before, but... Some of these myths, you know, they can be these political things out there too. We have got to be in our word so we know and have that lens in front of us to help protect our belief system so we don't get dragged away and enticed just like the people we're reading about here in 2 Timothy 4. I think key to protecting our belief system is also to remember what Paul shared at the beginning of this passage in 2 Timothy 4. Remember we are in God's presence. This accountability should inform both our response and our purpose. Number three, we protect our belief system by not caving to compromise. Our belief in Jesus' life, death, burial, and resurrection is not up for debate. We need to deal ruthlessly with unbelief when it forms in our own mindset. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. You know, a lot of times we can seek to protect our belief system by arguing with others, but there's a battle for our belief system within our own minds. Hear this. Compromise comes in when we reason from our own understanding and opinions, our truth rather than God's. God gets the final word. For instance, we can use differing convictions to try to validate our stand on a particular belief, saying that the Bible has gray areas or that it is legalistic or judgmental to hold on to truth. God's word is not silent, even on the gray areas. There are principles in his word that guide the wise who seek it out. Sometimes we can seek freedom in this world, and it's really not freedom at all. God has principles. God has very clear commandments that it's not a good work to follow. It's our delight, and the Holy Spirit enables us to follow it. So our belief system is not intended to be legalistic either, but joyfully sharing the word of God, the word of truth that sets men free, not sets up a new religious system for them to follow as if it were a good work. 
Go biblical on your thoughts, opinions, and decisions in this life. Go back to Scripture to shape your views. Don't compromise to make Scripture fit your ideas. Make your ideas conform to God's Word. This happens with mind renewal. As you remember this verse from Romans 12, 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We must be transformed, not transform the Word of God to our view or the world's view. This helps us to remain biblically minded and can help us to not allow mindsets to dictate our belief system. You know, different times, um, our own feelings and our thoughts can kind of accuse God's Word. We can drift away and we must protect it. Number four, we protect our belief system by believing God's Word above our own or man's. Titus 1.9 says, He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Man has been forming his own opinion from the Word of God since the beginning. The arch enemy of our souls tries to cast doubt on what God has said and bring confusion, so we drift away from God. Remember the Garden of Eden? This is why we must hold firmly to what God has said and run our thoughts through the lens of Scripture not the latest opinion. God's thoughts are over our thoughts. Number five, we protect our belief system by knowing what we believe. Friends, don't just read your Bible. Listen to it. Study it to show yourself approved. If we don't study God's Word, we are prone to error in reading into Scripture what we want it to say. Our belief system will be fractured if we do not study God's Word and so well our mindsets. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And then Paul shares why we can trust God's word as our litmus test, as our basis for this life. It says in verses 16 and 17 of 2 Timothy 3, All scripture, all, is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, I think a lot of times we want to rebuke and correct others, but we should start with ourselves. Examine ourselves and say, Oh God, show me where I need to repent. Show me what in my life is a bad representation of you. I want to be an approved worker who rightly handles your word. God's word is from his own mouth. The one who made us provided a manual for how to do life. No other manual comes close. Are you doing your best to rightly handle the word of truth? This humbles me. For many years I read God's word and much of it I did not understand. This is the case for us all. But sadly we mishandle the truth when we don't seek to understand, but cherry pick scriptures to form our own understanding. Been there, done that, had the t-shirt to show for it as they say. Praise God that He's patient with us. So friends, don't just eat what others have fed you. Eat the Word of God and study it faithfully. People around you are starving for lack of God's Word. Feed them, then help them to fish so they too can know how to defend their faith and rightly handle God's Word. Where do your beliefs come from, friend? I raised my children to know God, not religion, but there came a point in time where I told them they would need to choose to carry the torch of faith in Christ themselves. They couldn't just go off of, oh, I'm a Christian because I was raised a Christian. No, 
they had to choose. And, and yes, they all chose at younger ages were baptized. But as they went into adulthood, there was the realization that they had to choose how they were going to live. Sometimes today people say that they need to let their children choose. They raise their children and let their family life be void of faith so that the child is uninformed or impacted by faith, leaving them to their flesh to decide what is truth. This is foolish. God commands to shape the belief system of our children in Scripture over and over again to pass our faith onto the next generation. This does not just happen. This is an intentional effort of teaching our children so they can grow in wisdom. Be aware and steadfast, friends. The enemy attacks our belief system, provoking us to doubt the goodness of God and to set our minds on our own plan and mindsets. This leads to unbelief. But when we choose to go against God's will, we are believing a lie or a whole pack of lies. When we go our own way, we are thinking the following. God isn't enough. God's way isn't good. We must figure out our own way. But we can break through our mindsets when they drift to unbelief. As we put our minds in the washing of the Word of God, we are set free from mindsets that accuse God. Don't believe in lesser worldviews or mindsets, friend. You get to choose. Our emotions can lead us to broken mindsets, but we can inform our feelings with faith and choose a biblical worldview. Let's pray. God, help us to uphold your truth and not our own view. Help us to immerse our minds in your word and give us your understanding. May we uphold your word above our own. If it is helpful, I created a download that you can print and post on your refrigerator reminding you of the five points and their correlating scriptures that I mentioned in this episode at How to Protect Our Belief System. The link to the download is on the episode on my website. You hold the key to unlocking your thoughts and you can make up your mind, friend. You can choose your beliefs carefully based on God's Word and live it out by the incredible, gracious help of our Holy Spirit. While the next couple weeks we'll be discussing how to put off so we can put on God's mindset, we got to put off our mindset so we can put on God's. I can't wait and hope you'll join me. You've been listening to the Seeing Deep Podcast where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems.